This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Welcome to our American Horror Story 1984 mini This week, we are dissecting episode 5, Red Dawn. Each week, we will be dissecting every episode of the slasher-themed season of American Horror Story, going over the synopses, the kill list, and our usual dissection. Um, this is our first episode of these that we've had to do late. Unfortunately, I had a wedding that I was out of town all weekend, and then um, B was also out of town at the... Harvest Festival? What is it called there? Pumpkin, Pumpkin Fest? Fest? Yeah, I forgot now. Uh, Pumpkin Fest in our hometown. So yes. we're a little late, but it's going up. We will have it. Um, so Red Dawn did air uh, October 16th of 2019. We continue the trend of a female director, Gwyneth Horton Payton. Um, she has actually, where a lot of the other directors have either been like very much in the wheelhouse of ryan murphy or you know we had jennifer lynch who has done a lot of movies uh gwyneth horton payton actually has done a lot of television outside of murphy she has worked with him she did um episodes of pose and american crime story but she's also done episodes of the walking dead tyrant and sons of anarchy so she's pretty prolific in the modern day renaissance of television uh, also writer dan dworkin who um is a partner with our writer from last week um because he also worked on Scream and Revenge mm-hmm. and Surface. Mm-hmm. All three of them he had worked on. Yeah, so. Um, same, our normal cast um, this week. Uh, we do get uh, one new character, and that is fake Nurse Rita's father, mm-hmm. um, Tim Russ as David. Um, and her real name, I believe, is Deanna, um, but, but Dee Dee yeah. um, is her name. And... Holy smokes, that opener with him is oh, yeah. pretty insane. We also um, do get the return of D. Ray Horton as, or D. Ron Horton as uh, Ray, and yes. then Lou Taylor Pucci finally comes back as Jonas. Yes. Also, I get the justification of my prediction coming mm-hmm. true this week. Yes, you do. Woot, woot. I know we've been taking turns. Um, so the killers, wow. Um, I mean, I here's the thing: everyone kind of kills someone at this point. Yeah. Uh, so we still have Tim um, Tim Russ as David. So. Like oh. B said in that opening, he is officially a killer, like a serial killer. Yeah. Um, so he's one of the killers, and then we still have the return of Benjamin Richter as Mr. Jingles, um, Zach Villa as Richard Ramirez the Night Soccer, and Leslie Grossman as Margaret Booth. And then, you know, technically you can throw Xavier and Brooke and I think just those two on the list for now. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot. But the serial killers are yes. those four. That's a lot. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So our synopsis for this one, as Twilight broaches the survivor's brace for a final brawl. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, kind of how we figured, I mean, we're five episodes in and they've kind of resolved the storyline we've been building with, mm-hmm. with this episode. The first arc. Yeah, the first arc. And now we're going to get into our secondary story that still looks like it's going to be... Same character, same situation. We're not going to do, like, anything too right. crazy. But... Because of a supernatural set of circumstances. Yes. Um, but we do start with Dee Dee walking in on her father. 
Um, she thinks he is having an affair. Yeah, so she's like trailing him. Mm-hmm. She trails him to this house. She goes into this room, sees this woman like tied up and her like intestines are out and she's trying to... Like, dude, all of her bowels are uh-huh. out. It was hella gnarly. It was really disgusting. And, and he like... keeps pictures of all of them on uh-huh. the wall. Ugh. Yeah, it it's... It really, like, got me. It was, it felt so dark, so real, and um, tonally something that matches, I feel like, other seasons, mm-hmm. um, where this season hasn't quite gotten that dark. Um, obviously, there's been a ton of dark stuff, but there's always been this overlapping level of camp over it. Right. Even, like, Richard Ramirez eviscerating that dude for Montana, they're, like, was like joking about it. They're joking about it and they have like a really dark humor dialogue and yeah. This was the first time that we kind of step away from all of that and it's just a really raw horrifying situation and he walks into the room you know she's trying to get him out and I think she walks in the room like not even realizing that this her father could possibly be involved with why this woman is you know mutilated and then he walks in oh with fucking bleach in his hand. Oh, yeah. And he walks in, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, like, just that imagery came into my mind, and it was, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, and then he kills himself. Yeah. Because she, like, confronts him, and she's like, no, like, you're not evil. You're my dad. You raised me. You love me. And he, he like, can't stand the thought of her knowing. So he um, takes the knife and slits his own throat right in front of her. Well, yeah, he, like, stabs himself in the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we come back to 1984, and uh, Richard Ramirez, who Didi has just witnessed literally resurrect himself, informs her that, um, you know, she thinks she's setting evil, but she's actually evil. Um, she's got the soul of a killer, just like her old man, that's what he says. Well, yeah, and they kind of, again, we get go back to that, like, nature versus nurture situation. Mm-hmm. He talks about how, like, it's a hunger, and he can't doesn't matter how much he kills he doesn't ever feed that hunger um and she's like no dad like i'm a psychiatrist i can fix you and he's like i can't like this is in me and it's in you too like this is who we are and so i think that definitely you know the backstory of why she's so fascinated we kind of get a little bit more of that arc from her in this episode it definitely explains but, her fascination yeah, with serial killers. And yes. proving that they weren't born that way. Yeah. Um, and then Chet, Margaret, Brooke, and Montana, and Xavier all go back to the cabin, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And Margaret says that she saw campers across the lake because the car obviously caught on fire. Um, so they can't use that car, but maybe they have a car. So she takes Chet with her to go check on the campers, um, which leaves um xavier and actually where is xavier at this point he is in the i thought he's in the cabin with them right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, but he's all like oh he's all passed out because yeah, he's all fucked up yeah all bubbly in yeah so she takes jet she takes chet and um she kills him i mean yeah. she drags him out to the middle of the lake literally ties the anchor to him beats him over the head with the oar um beats his like he manages to grab onto the boat um but she like slaps his hands with the oar and he goes down and it is very pretty clearly a reference to jason Voorhees. yeah ben was like yeah so i watched this with my husband ryan i watched separately this week and he's like yeah except for that wouldn't happen and i'm like okay explain it to me that's what i always make him do like if he's gonna call it out like why it's not possible i want to know why 
Um, and so he's like, well, you can see he's still able to hold on. So the anchor wouldn't have pushed him over the boat. He's like, plus that's like a small boat. The anchor can't be that heavy. He's like, if that was like a yacht or a cruise ship, the anchor could do that because it's on a lever system and it's a pulley and blah, blah, blah. Got really into the mechanics, but I don't know. I always think that's interesting. And I I do notice now that it seems to happen less in oh, the newer yeah. slashers where we get sort of these unplausible kills where you go, well, that wouldn't really pull right. you up. Right. I even thought of it. I was like, well, like... Is it so heavy he would be forced to the bottom? It felt a little weird. Yeah. Like, that whole kill scene was, like, a little lame. I think they just want to... I think he's coming back, and it will be a very Well, of Jason. course he is. Yeah, because I think all the characters are coming back. All of the counselors yeah, are all, coming back. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Margaret, yeah, kills him, and this is where we know all the counselors are coming back, because Brooke sees Ray walking yeah. around outside. And we all know Ray is fucking dead. Like, it, headless. Yeah, and so she goes to confront him, and Ray can't remember anything, like, right to the point of the accident. He, like, remembers leaving on the motorcycle, but he can't remember anything after. He's in the loop, just like Jonas mm-hmm. was. Um, so they go to try to get help. No, they hear Mr. Jingle, so they go to hide. Yeah. Um, and then they have a moment, and they have sex. Yeah. <laughs> so Brooke has sex with a ghost. And then we get, com- I mean... We get confirmation that she's a virgin. I mean, sure, you can say she's lying, but she's not. I see no reason for her to lie to Ray, who at this point, like, she thinks she might not survive the night. She thinks, like, all these things. It was a very, like, Sydney-like-esque. Oh, big time, yeah. Like, I am the good girl, but I'm gonna have sex because, like, all this crazy stuff is happening and that's okay. Like, I'm making the decision to do it. And he says, was it good? And she goes, yeah, like, but I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, like, I've never had sex before, so. And then, r- literally, post-coitus, they find Ray's head, head in, in the fridge. a fridge. <laughs> and she realizes that Ray is dead, and she just had sex with a dead guy, somehow. Yeah. Um, so she freaks out, um, and she runs back to the cabin. And while this has happened, Didi has showed up at the cabin, and Xavier has woke up, and he is trying to kill Dee Dee now because she is the reason that he will never be on the cover of TV Guide. Yeah. Um, so he starts because chasing she after confesses her. to all of them. Yeah. And says I'm the reason. Like she has, we get her backstory, and then she sort of has this moment of clarity where she goes, "Holy shit, this is all my fault. Mm-hmm. Like all of this happened, which it is. All of this did happen. Be well. It's a lot of." you know, cause and effect happening. But for the most part, they are all dead because she let him out. Yes. Donna runs into Mr. Jingles. He won't kill her. But then Mr. Jingles runs into Margaret, who he wants to kill. And he lifts her up and he's like about to kill her. And she's about to kill him. We see that she has a knife behind her back. Um, but then Xavier steps out and he shoots him to death with bow and a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, which I think Xavier was the highlight of the episode for me this episode because he also, in this point, is like, Robin Hood. Like, he, like, says he's like, I played Robin Hood, like, stage play, whatever. Like, totally credits it to him, like, his theatrical. Being an actor, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, and, uh, his one-liner was, when you put me in that oven, you cooked up your worst nightmare, asshole. Um, so he does successfully kill Jingles. And then he goes to check on Margaret, and Margaret kills Xavier and cuts his ear off. Um, Because Margaret has definitely, I mean, she even admits to Chet, like, she has gone into full-blown, like, 
serial killer, this feels good mode. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, I've been holding off for so long, and now, like, fuck all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a huge showdown between Brooke and Montana. Um, they are, like, running across the camp. Um, Brooke is finally, like, it's finally revealed to Brooke why Montana wants to kill her. Um, she is still trying to convince her that it's, like, she never slept with her brother, but Montana doesn't believe her. Um, and, like, she even confesses that the, she put the Night Stalker on her. Yeah. Um, so they're, like, running back and forth. Um, and then, like, we finally cut to daytime and the bus driver is driving all the kids so this fabled day of the kids arriving is finally here and the kids pull up like right after sun like the sun comes up and brooke is sitting on the lawn like finally she has murdered montana she stabs her to death Um, and so like all of the kids and the bus driver witness her killing Montana. yeah and then of course margaret's around the corner Mm -hmm. stabs herself in the leg yep the cops show up and she's like she just went crazy. Brooke went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then this is like the best part of the episode where the cops are all there. We've got mm-hmm. a resolution, but then Ray's walking around and going, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. What is happening? He gets loaded up one of the um, EMTs, EMTs and it's not there. And she's like, uh, we got to get you to a hospital like now. Puts him in there. They drive through the um sign for camp redwood and then he plops himself he magically appears mm-hmm. right before the sign and he realizes he's stuck yep and then jonas tells him that and then jonas says you're stuck and then here comes montana yep um and montana shows up and kills she wants to see if she can do it and one of the deputies is still there so she literally kills one of the deputies yeah and like it's ray montana and jonas for now um, are the three that we know are there and they're like uh he's like really like did you have to do that um but she's like we're gods don't you get it um and then to kind of end the episode like um we had seen so we see richard ramirez mr jingles wakes up um and richard ramirez says do you accept satan as like your lord and savior and because of that, they're able to leave. Yeah. Because they're not ghosts now. They're resurrected by the devil. Yeah. So they drive back to L.A. Mm-hmm. And they're like, buddies now? Oh, I love it. Yeah. No, yeah. it's super. They hop in the car. Yeah. And it's kind of a like. They tell like a joke or something. Yeah. They're like laughing together. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're it's... laughing off into the sunrise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we got the tease for the next episode where we very, like, very clearly see that like. The counselors are ghosts, and yeah. they're and they're taking the run of the of the camp. Yeah, Montana mm-hmm. and Xavier. It did show Xavier, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Are just killing anyone who shows up, pretty much. Um, and I also just realized we are only getting eight episodes, not ten. Oh, so there's three so more. we've only got three left. Wow. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, we all know Brooks going to be back in some capacity. Right, so, like, yeah, Ray's at this gonna be, point, like, the morally righteous one. Like, a ghost who's like, come on, guys, don't kill them. And then I'm interested to see what they do with, like, Trevor and Chet. And I think they'll even introduce, like, if they want to, they can bring back anyone who's been at the camp. So mm-hmm. that might be where we get... Because wasn't What's-Her-Face supposed to be in this? 
It was rumored. Yeah. Sarah so Paulson. I could see her showing up as like just one of the ghosts or something. Yeah. Maybe she'll be older Brooke. Maybe. Come back to the camp. Because I don't know there... what the flash forward is. Like there's for sure going to be a flash forward. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it just going to be the camp? Is Brooke, yeah, going to be older? Is it going to be the camp, you know, at a different time? Is it going to be the camp now? Yeah. Who knows? Well, I think, yeah. Well, so it can't I th- really be now because No, I think we're going to get a happened. fast forward to, it'll be very Friday the 13th where someone's trying to reopen the camp and Brooke will probably be out of jail and go back. Yeah. Um, and we'll have, a, and like, you know, they're going to somehow bring Mr. Jingles and the Night Stalker back. Or we're going to go to L.A. Oh, that's true. And see shit go down in L.A. Yeah. We'll probably get both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll probably see them in L.A. for a bit. Um, this one, I think, had our biggest body count. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven were killed. Um, I think the closest was that one with the Mr. Jingles imposters. I want to say that one was like five. Yeah, or maybe the, the first episode there was a lot of kills. Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, but so, yeah, we have the woman tied to the bed by uh, Russ, Russ himself, um, Chet, Mr. Jingles, Xavier, Montana, and the deputy are all killed in this episode. Um, Brooke is technically our final girl. Um, she goes away to prison or jail or whatever, to court at least, at the yeah. end of this. There was nine in the first episode. Oh, okay. So this is probably second most. Yeah. Um, again, I we said that it has the reference to the Friday the 13th, the check kill, and then yeah. um, it does do that kind of, like, we've seen it a lot where the final girl is framed. Well, yeah, the cops show up, mm-hmm. and then not our killer ends up getting away. Yeah, you know what? As much as I hate that movie... Cheerleader Camp? It's Cheerleader Camp. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. Uh-huh. Like, it's straight up Cheerleader it Camp. It is. Yeah, so... That's instantly what I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's Cheerleader yeah. Camp. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite kill? Um, I mean, I think I just... Maybe not favorite, but most impactful? Yeah, I mean, I think the... Uh, Montana, Brooke kill just mm. really... I really like that kill for a couple reasons. One, because, I mean, you can't have a nice, happy ending in that situation. Right. Um, and I enjoy the whole, like, let's let's frame the final girl, even though, like, she finally gets her moment. Mm-hmm. She finally gets the satisfaction, like, I've had this chick literally trying to kill me. My entire life has been ruined, and she's part of it. I kill her, and now... My life is going to get even worse because mm-hmm. I'm going to go to prison for killing all of these people that I didn't do. And so, I don't know, I just find that really, like, really interesting and really impactful. And it's definitely going to shape how we see the rest of the series play out. Yeah, I agree that it's one of the, well, it's, I think it's, like, one of the more important kills that we've yeah. had. And then also, like... I like it because I know we're going to get a resolution. Right. Because I think I'd be really mad if that was how it ended. Like if this was the last episode. Yeah, because I'd be like, yeah. that's dumb that yeah. she got framed for all this. and like, No, that's no... why I like it because yeah. I know it's going to be this like crazy revenge. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to like yeah. get I, back. I think she's going to come back vindictive. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And give a little, you know, she's this sweet, maybe this is going to be our version of, like, the bitchy Emma Roberts everybody wants. Yep, we just, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Just get a little bit more bite to her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I already mentioned my favorite line was, uh, I mean, I enjoyed the you cooked up your worst nightmare, but I really enjoyed you're the reason I'm not going to. Be. No, actually, I enjoy you said, what does he say? You're the reason I'm going to be an actor on radio. No, it or, says, it's your fault I'll never be on the cover of TV Guide. You're the reason I'm going to be on radio. Yes, I like that yeah. line a lot. Only line I wrote down because <clears throat> that was amazing. Yep. I definitely yeah, that laughed line out stood loud. Out. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. Um, still really well received, uh, critically, uh, 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. So that's, they do an aggregate score of like critics and users. Um, but Den of Geek gave it a four out of five. EW still gave it a B plus. Um, so it's still writing like high eighties, low nineties for the most part on its reception. Um, I really like this episode. I think it was the most you know you and i have discussed before sometimes at the end of the episode we're like wow that went by really fast like this one flew by because it was so wrapping up so much and they didn't like i feel like they didn't mess around with any of that they didn't drag anything out it was literally like okay margaret's got to kill this kill 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 like we need these kills to happen because we got to get to this resolution to get us to where we're going with the second the second act of the season I definitely, this is probably, like, the episode I liked the least so far. Um, I mean, I still really liked it, but it definitely felt... I think it did the least character-wise. It was. It really was, felt like a wrap-up. Like, it was a... This would be the climax of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like, okay, this is really this little bit we need to get... It felt like a transition episode. Like, we really, we need to get this in so we can get to what we want to do next. Mm Mm-hmm. Until the end, I loved. As soon as, like, the whole, like, I think the Broken Montana thing went on a little bit too long um, and yeah. wasn't quite done right. The check kill felt, like, a little weird. So there's a couple things that felt a little weird. The opening was so, so dark, but then we didn't really get to see... Oh, there's no resolution with Dee Dee yeah, at all. any... The real impact besides Dee Dee, like, confessing, really, and being like, hey, I'm sorry that Mr. And she lives, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't see her. I don't remember seeing yeah, her in but the she, end. No, I don't either, but she, she lives. She doesn't die. No. So she must be off somewhere, escaped or whatever. Um, So it wasn't until, like, Brooks Killing Montana, the camper, showed up, and then that whole, like, last, whatever it is, 10 minutes, that bang, 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 Ray showing up, getting stuck, finding um, Jonah and... Montana, you know, coming that whole and then the night killer and then and, the night, yeah, the night, the night stalker, stalker and, and Mr. Jingles, Mr. Jingles in the yeah. car. That was great. Yeah. So all those little pieces, uh, Margaret Framing Brooke. I was like, yes, this is amazing. Like I love, like it was worth kind for me to have this kind of weird episode to get to what they built. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see all those pieces how they ended it. I'm like, all right, now I'm super into it again. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll, I, I mean, I agree. Like, it definitely has the least amount of substance to it um, out of all of the episodes we've watched. Because, like, other than, like you said in the beginning with Dee Dee's, like, big thing. Like, we get, I mean, we get a lot of revelations, but not a lot of, like, meat to it. It's just, like, these things happened, and we know they're leading to something. It's like you said, it's a transition episode. Yeah. Like, these things happened, and we know they're leading somewhere, but realistically, like... Not a lot actually happened. It was a lot of death happening. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like a lot of actual things happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that is episode five. Uh, five. So we got three more episodes. Our uh, our episode this week should, yeah, it'll be on time. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, once again, we have hell fans this weekend, but 
When do we not have plans? Um, but we will have this up on time because that's the weekend and this is before that. So, um, cool. We will be back next. Or you'll have the regular episode for this on Friday and then not next Monday. Yeah, next Monday. Oh, it is. Shit. God, yeah. time just crams together. So next Monday, if you listen to the regular Keep Screaming, um, we will have our follow-up to Our Town That Dreaded Sundown, which is the 2004. 14, yeah. version of Town That Dreaded Sundown, and we'll have that up by Monday. Yeah. So you have plenty of uh, spooky content to get yeah. you through the end of the month. You'll be stuck with us all week. Yeah, for real. Um, so until then, keep screaming.